The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this hour of today's Homeowner Radio. Got a lot of things to share with you. During this hour, we're going to talk about cracked columns. There's a crack that appeared in the column. How bad of a problem is it? We'll talk a homeowner through exactly what they need to do. Also, if you're in the situation where you're about to choose a garage door, get ready. There's a lot out there and it's so important. Good news, your ROI is about as good as it's going to get. Also, we're going in the aisles of the Home Depot with some pretty cool things to talk about. We've got emails and, of course, my buddy Joe, who's standing by, is ready with a simple solution in a little bit. What can we expect, Joe? All right, Dan, I have a quick tip on how to apply veneer tape to the edge of plywood. Often, you know, you typically when you're building something out of plywood, you want to hide those exposed plies on the edge of the plywood. And one way to do that is with veneer tape. So I have a quick tip on how to install that veneer tape so it stays stuck in place. Well, that's good. Sometimes people just aren't aware of those kind of things that are out there, been around right. there a long yep. time, and it's pretty cool. And I know I know where you're headed with that. It's pretty neat, something that you would not expect. We've got a lot to share with you, emails and a lot of calls coming in from all over the place, and we want to get as much done as we possibly can during this hour to provide you just as much information as we can. But we got to know what you need, and we make it so easy. Here's how it works. The, the Today's Homeowner Hotline, seven days a week. 24 hours a day, you can pick up the phone on anything that's on your mind, question or any kind of comment that you have. That phone number is free of charge, 800-946-4420. Or if you'd like to send us an email, we'd like to get them. You can send it at todayshomeowner.com slash ask. A lot of times people just have things that they think about, well, that's not important enough. That's not, hey, send it to us. You'll be surprised how many thousands of listeners that are out there that have the same questions. So we encourage you to do that. Also, you can just call and leave us a message. Let's tackle a few of those that came in on the Today's Homeowner Hotline. I live in Florida and my garage is extremely hot. I insulated the uh, double metal door and that helps somewhat. There's no attic insulation, so I was just mainly wondering if the attic insulation would make much of a difference. All right. You know, great question. Thanks very much, because what a perfect timing on this, because everybody's suffering from those hot garages. It's not worth uh, putting air conditioning out there, of course. It's not that bad, but here's something that if you can remember to do. Leave the garage door open for a little while. If you come in, that car's hot, the tires are hot, the engine's hot, you close off that, suddenly the temperature goes up 10 or 20 degrees. Leave the garage door open a little while. Make yourself a note if you need to so that you close it later on. That gets the heat out of there. One of the best things you can do is install a fan that has a thermostat on it uh, on the wall. It has louvers on the outside to keep any rain or weather out, but if it gets up to a certain temperature, it turns on and it blows out. Now, you've got enough cracks around the garage door that you don't need another vent to allow air in. It'll take care of that. Once it gets down to a certain temperature, it turns itself off. All of those things help, but Joe, I'll tell you what, that attic is creating a lot of heat. It is. I think putting something that that will not mold or mildew, uh, like um, mineral wool or stone wool insulation is available at 
Home Depot. Put that in there. That's got to make a big difference because it just will keep the heat away from that ceiling that just acts as a heating plate in that garage. Yeah, and we often talk about homes are under insulated. Well, a garage would certainly be under insulated because, you know, the builder might think, well, you know, no one's going to be living in the garage, so we'll just put the minimal amount, um, which is fine, except in this case. So, yeah, adding insulation. If his question is, will the insulation help? It would certainly help. Um, but you still need some ventilation. We're going back to the hotline for another call that came in this week. I would like to know how to get rid of ants in the lawn. They are under every rock, every paver. Every time I pick up a, a flower pot, how do you get rid of them? Well, you, you know what we've done is we have two different little bags of ant killer, ant bait. Got one at the house and one out near the garden. And every time we see a bed, you you know, you, you just shake a little over the top of it. Some of it will kill the grass that's around it for a short amount of time. And I don't know if the ants die, if they go somewhere else, if they head over to the neighbors, whatever. Right. Um, it's working for us. So what what other ideas do you have? She might be looking for more of a homespun type yeah. of approach. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, if the ants are outside... Isn't that where they're supposed to be? I figure that's where they are. They're not concerned with me being inside. I'm not really that concerned yeah, my with buddy them. Joe, listen to him. I'm not concerned with them being outside. But if you want to, for some reason, get rid of the ants, um, the simple DIY solution is uh, white vinegar diluted three to one with water. So that's three parts vinegar, one part water. Put in a little pump-up sprayer and spray it around. And again, I'm not sure if it kills them or chases them away, but you could do that. Well, the ant baits worked out pretty good for us if you don't want the kids to get into the ants or anything. So let's go back to the Today's Homeowner Hotline for another call. I called about a water issue with some water damage uh, at a door that goes out into the deck. Apparently some ice built up over the winter and then ran down uh, into the actual floor. Uh, so there is probably maybe a six-by-six-inch area that is rotting out. was wondering what the best way to repair that would be. But is it the floor? Did he say the floor is rotting out? Uh, let's That's see got, the here. water had to be sitting there a long time to rot it's out just the six, wood floor. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, six by six. Well, the thing yeah. is, it's too much to patch. Right. Don't try to patch it. If you need to replace the floor, uh, use treated wood. Make sure that you're putting something back. Cut out enough of it. Make sure you got a lot of foot traffic right there. You're going to have to make sure that it's good and supported. Now, if you're talking about the, the, the jam, those jam pieces are readily available, mostly at the home centers, you know, at other supply places um, that are cellular PVC or composite material that you won't have to do that again. You can use treated wood, but you want to make sure that you get the right pieces. Don't, don't, cut a section of it off. Don't go up 10 inches and cut it off. You'll be doing it again. Go ahead and replace the whole unit. It doesn't take long. You can use your sawzall with a little metal cutting blade to kind of nip the nails to remove those pieces in a controlled way. Put the new pieces in. Make sure you use this as an opportunity to caulk and insulate any little void that you have around the door, and then make sure it's nice and secure. Caulk, prime, paint, you're done, and it'll last a long, long time. The you know the composite material, everything's going up, right. but it's kind of starting to squeeze down a little bit because the competition is definitely worth the money. Yeah, I mean, whenever I remove a piece of rotted wood like that on the jam of a door, so I usually replace it with uh, cellular PVC, which is essentially plastic lumber. The sure. downside is it only comes white, so I guess you could paint it. But what's the that's that's not the point of you know if you're going to paint it, then you have another 
if you're scraping it and repainting it. Some people know it by the name Azek, A-Z-E-K, or Home Depot has a door brand called um, Veranda, which is basically the same stuff. You can call in anytime, 800-946-4420. Joe, I mentioned to you briefly that I was on a little trip. I didn't really tell anybody because it was kind of a spur of the moment. I felt like with announcing the retirement, I needed right. me a little a, a little space there. Yeah. So I took off for N- Nassau, Bahamas, simple little, little trip over from where I live. It's not that far over there. Um, but just to show you how romantic are, because you know how romantic I oh, am. Oh, absolutely. So... So I take my wife of 40 years, yes. uh, 40 and a half years, back to the restaurant that we were at on our honeymoon. Oh, is that where you yes. honeymooned in Nassau? I yes, didn't it's that. still there. Oh. Yeah, Paradise Island went out to a place called Gray Cliff, which okay. is a beautiful five-star restaurant. Been around, uh, the building was built in 1720 Whoa. by a pirate. Of course, you know, I only hang out with pirates. Of course. You know, it's yeah. kind of like. Like, like me. And anyway, so we, we had a wonderful, wonderful dinner and a little bit of a celebration there. And it just shows how romantic I you am. Are. You know, I'm the one. I put a lot of pressure on you guys that are married. See, you know, you, you have to go, oh, my daddy did that. Oh, yeah. what am I gonna, oh. So, uh, but that's just that's just what way I roll, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have to talk to your wife, Sharon, to see how much of that is true. But is the rest is the restaurant pretty much the same as it was 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just fantastic. I mean, it's, in, you know, like around here, it'd be an antebellum-type home. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's an estate plantation-type yeah. home and has the third largest privately owned wine cellar in wow. the country. And it's almost like encyclopedias to blow through that, but yeah. I'm not a big wine guy. So, yeah. I, you know, I get a, get a, you know, the regular the regular simple bottle right. but but anyway it was a wonderful time oh, i was good. glad i was able to sneak now is away, that but it's when a, you go to the bahamas in the summer is that the slow season or is it still busy there in the summer must be a little slow because it didn't yeah. have that many yeah. people there so there was a few things there hey we're going to get going on today's homeowner radio We've got a lot of things that we want to share with you don't go anywhere we're going to take a short break we'll be right back Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of. And welcome back to today's Homeowner Radio. Hey, I want to say a special hello to a wonderful station over in Sumrall, Mississippi, WFMM-FM 97.3. Big hello to everybody there. We have stations all up and down the great state of Mississippi, and we want to say we want to help you out. Any way that you, any problem that you're having, any challenge that you're having around your home can easily be solved by just sending us an email at todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or you can pick up the phone and call us at 800 800-946-4420. Right now, we're going to go to the hotline. Wendy's on the line from beautiful Rhode Island. Wendy, welcome to the show, and tell us what's happening around your house. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I live in an antique colonial home that has a portico over our front door, mm-hmm. and the portico roof is supported by a pair of ionic columns, and one of the columns this summer just developed a vertical crack that runs the entire length of the column from top to bottom. And I think it's because we've had a very, very wet, humid summer so far. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want it to crack any further. So I'm trying could you suggest a way to repair the crack? Because I don't okay. want the water to seep in and rot. So so it's um all wood. 
It is all wood, yes. Okay. All right. Well, it's probably not a lot to worry about, but it does need a little bit of work. What I would probably suggest is just use a white acrylic latex caulk, really the most common caulk that's out there, and um, cut the tip fairly small to where it, uh, you know, dispenses the caulk uh, just a little, and you just want to surface out the crack. Just go ahead and caulk it out. Maybe take a putty knife and rub it down. You don't want it overlapping. You just want to seal it up to keep the um, water from being able to get in. Then um, it would be good if you could paint at least that one section of the column so that you don't have, you know, any uh, problem with uh, aesthetics or the caulking molding after a little while. Then just really keep an eye on it to make sure there's no other movement. This way, you're keeping it from getting any worse. The acrylic latex is fairly flexible. So if it, you know, expands and contracts a little bit, that's okay. It'll expand and contract with it, but it should solve the problem to keep it from getting any worse. And aesthetically, it should look fantastic. Oh, great. You wouldn't suggest, like, putting ties around it and try to glue it and tie it back together? You think it would be better to put the acrylic in there? Yeah, I don't think you could really, I mean, aesthetically, it would look really bad to try to tie it all together like that. And if you're not seeing any bowing, if it's not bowing out, so you might take a straight edge, like a four-foot level, you know, aluminum level or something mm-hmm. and put on there just to make sure that there's not a bowing. Bowing means whether it's a brick wall or wood or whatever, right. that it's it, under it a lot of stress. Of, right. Yeah, it's a little bit of stress. But if you're not if you're not seeing any of that, you should be fine. Okay, because it is, I would say, a 12-foot column, and the crack goes all the way. So you think that would be enough just to seal it and prevent it from cracking anymore? Yeah, I think so. I don't think you'll have any problem. Joe, anything to add to the conversation? Well, Wendy, this is, I assume, a hollow column? Yes, it is. Yeah, so it's made up, uh, and this crack is probably perfectly straight. It's not a jagged crack like the wood itself is cracked. (laughs) It's made up of what they call staves, not unlike the way a barrel is made. There are several pieces of wood that cut at an angle, and they meet to form the circle, right? right? And then they they turn it so it's round. So that, that crack. Now, if... You're asking whether you could close it. If you're going to try closing it, you might be able to close it with several um, ratcheting band clamps. And, you know, mm-hmm. you could fill it with, if you're going to do that, then you could fill it with like a, a Type Bond 3, which is a waterproof wood glue. You know, um, you could fill that crack and then tighten it up really well and see if that holds. Um, or you can use an epoxy. Um, and do the same thing. Um, if you do an epoxy, you might not even need to close it up. You might be able to just fill it. JB Weld is a company that makes several epoxies, and they make one called Wood Restore Repair Putty. It's specifically designed for wood. And you can mix it thick enough that you can put it in there, and it would just fill the gap. And then you know you'd have to sand it and prime it and then paint it. Now, whether that epoxy dries really hard, so if it expands again or shrinks. It would. It's kind of odd that in this humidity, you think it would swell up. It wouldn't shrink. So I'm not sure why it cracked. But um, yeah, those well. would be your options. And they also, I, I hate to see this because I do see it on antique homes. Um, but they do recommend for hollow columns to put a small vent at the bottom and at the top, and that allows right. moisture to escape that gets in, invariably gets inside these. Mm-hmm. Columns. Right. I was just looking at that, and I've noticed yeah. somebody has painted over them completely. Oh. So well, there. If you already have them, then that's good. good. <laughs> yeah, they're usually they're usually little round metal vents, and right. they're small. What they're like, probably inch and a half, two inch in diameter. So right. Make sure it's, it's not painted over. Yeah. 
it is totally painted over. So oh. I think I'll repo- remove those and do that, too. Good. So that there should be one at the top, obviously, because you want air yes, coming in and going out. All right. right. Well, there you go. Good. Well, good, oh, Wendy. Good good. Okay. good good idea to just try to head off a, a bigger problem, which is always a good way to uh, approach home improvement. But thanks so much for being with us today on today's Homeowner Radio. Uh, thank you. Okay, thank you, you take both. care. All right, let's go back to some emails here. We had, uh, of course, always love to get emails from you. Uh, you can send us one anytime. Today'sHomeowner.com slash ask. That's what Jeremy in Texas had a simple question about. Um, calculate, how do you really figure out how many bags of concrete are needed for a particular job? Well, I'll tell you, one of the most popular areas on todayshomeowner.com as well as quickcrete.com is a concrete calculator. Boy, they have it broken down so easy. You just put in a couple numbers and it tells you exactly how many bags, what size bags, every single thing you need. So Jeremy, just head over to quickrete.com or todayshomeowner.com. Here's another one from Missouri. Julie asks, do I need a drain pipe behind a retaining wall that's holding back only sand? The wall is about 16 inches tall. Well, um, Probably not necessarily a drain pan. Of course, we don't know how much water is coming toward this. This could be, you know, you normally uh, figure out, uh, Joe, that with a retaining wall, it's at kind of uh, right. the bottom of a slope. It's not at the top of the slope, you know, we can assume. Sure. Um, weep holes are always a good idea if you're, you know, putting a retaining wall that's solid. I would suggest going pretty low, maybe a couple inches from the lower surface and drill, um, and they can be as little as three-eighths of an inch. Just drill some holes through there so that any of the water or hydrostatic pressure will be able to release and will weep out of there instead of building up, which could just really be too much pressure, but only 16 inches tall, a lot less pressure than if it was a little bit taller. Yeah, we're assuming this is a wooden retaining wall. And you're right, ordinarily, you always need drainage, but 16 inches tall, I mean, how much pressure could really build up against it? So I'm not really sure it's necessary. Now, Julie doesn't mention if this wall is already starting to bow out or something, in which case you might have other issues. But assuming the wall is fine the way it is now and it's wood, certainly drilling a few holes wouldn't hurt. So yeah, might as well do that. All right, let's try another one here from Roger in Alabama. Hi, Danny, just added on to our 1970s ranch home, and we're lucky enough to find some old bricks that match the original bricks on the house. However, the new mortar between the bricks on the addition don't look anything like the old weathered mortar joints on the rest of the house. Is there any way to paint or stain new mortar to match the old? Well, I've been there, and boy, it's tough. But let me just uh, mention that you might be able to find some other mortar that's going to match a little bit better, and you actually can almost make up, a, I think, they call it a slurry, uh, or at mm-hmm. least just mix mix some of the mortar. Go ahead and, because you're going to be using the type of mortar that will require sand. So you mix the right ratio of sand, a very small little mini batch, add a little extra water, then use a brush and brush over the um, just the mortar joints themselves. Now, it might allow it to get a little bit closer, but Mother Nature is going to help more than anything else. The yeah. weathering of mortar is going to it, – it'll, it'll go much quicker than you think. So unless it's really drastically different, I would just give it a little bit of time. You can always go back and use the mortar mixture that I'm speaking of to do both the old and the new on certain walls that are most visible. But uh, it is a tricky one to be able to do, but – 
in this case, Mother Nature will help you out considerably. Hey, coming up, we've got a lot more information for you, including some really cool garage door design tips. Design tips for a garage? Absolutely. There's a lot out there to choose from, and we'll tell you the simplest, easiest way to find the perfect garage door for your house. All of that and a whole lot more coming up here on today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. to today's homeowner radio here are danny and joe hey so glad to be back with you i am danny lipford along with my buddy joe truini and you are listening to today's homeowner radio recently on the today's homeowner television show uh we worked with a homeowner that had done a lot of work to their house and i mean he really had it looking great but he was just kind of stumped outside sometimes you live in a home and you just keep going back, you know, every day and you just can't quite think of exactly what you want to do to make it a little bit different. Well, one of the things that we did uh, is replace two garage doors that were very prominent in the front of the house. Not unusual that a garage door is at the front of the house and even more so with some of the more modern type homes. So, um, you know, when it comes to improving a home, curb appeal, uh, there's all kinds of opinion on how you can spend your money out there. But I'll tell you, you know, of course, some people will say it's all about landscape which is absolutely important. Others say front door is important, yes, or the shutters most of the time. The fact is the biggest compliment you'll see on the front of the house is usually garage doors. So it makes a big improvement, and there's not a better place to start than the garage door. That's why garage door replacements is continuously ranked among the highest return on investment for common household renovations, according to a, a very old study from Remodeling Magazine. Um, I say old, I mean it's, it's updated every Every year, but it's been around a long, long time. It's called the Cost and Value Report. So we're not just talking about slapping on a coat of paint. We're talking about adding a new garage door that increase that enriches the character of the home by using its fast and visible square footage to enhance the architectural style of any home. So choosing the right door is very important, and the folks at Wayne Dalton make it so much easier than it used to be. Now, not only do they make doors and accessories in a wide variety of styles to work with any type of architecture. They've also created an app to help you choose the right combination. The Wayne Dalton Garage Door Design Center allows you to see what a specific door in a specific color will look like on your house. You can even add windows or hardware so your garage door can do a lot more than just open up the garage. It can open up your home's potential. So to find out more, you can check them out at wayne-dalton.com. Dot com wayne-dalton.com check it out and check out the visualizer and head over to the garage door design center that's online there you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Right back to the today's homeowner stack of emails here you can send us one today's homeowner.com slash ask this one's from Colleen in Illinois. Hi Danny and Joe I have an acrylic tub surround that's about 15 years old. It's in very good shape except that it's discolored and a little dingy looking. Is there a way I can freshen it up? I hope I can remove it at some point and then just tile the area, but that's not in the cards 
right now. Another pretty common question, Joe. And uh, yeah. I'll tell you, um, you know, I was going to do more research on this at some point a while back just to see if there's anything new that's been introduced to this very common problem. But as far as I know about the best thing you can do is really clean it. I mean, really clean yep. the whole entire thing. And then what about any other kind of thing like gel coat or any other kind yeah. of coating? Do you know anything that would really be durable? Well, they're all like uh, Band-Aid solutions, I'd call them, where they certainly would brighten it up. But as Colleen mentioned, you really need to, when you get your budget in order, you need to replace it. But you can use a tub finishing kit. Um, which they sell on these acrylic walls or apply an epoxy paint. But the first step, as you mentioned, you have to clean the surface and you have to do it either with TSP, trisodium phosphate, or Lime Away. There's another product called Lime Away because you know, none of these uh, finishes are going to stick to a shower. And the showers can be surprisingly um, tough, especially acrylic showers can be surprisingly tough to coat with a one of these refinishing kits or epoxy paint because, you know, they have soap scum stuck to them or dirt or whatever. So if you clean it really well, maybe even a light sanding and then apply one of these products, that's about the best you can do. But long range, you really need to replace it. Okay, another email from Wisconsin. Alan asks, I'm having a reoccur problem with my toilet in my master bath. In order to get the toilet to flush completely, I must hold down the handle. Why is this happening? And can I fix it myself? Another toilet problem there, Joe. Yeah. Could be yep. could be several things. You know, we've talked about how the uh, the line or the chain running from the handle to the flapper cannot be the right size. You can take the lid off. You can sit there backwards on the toilet, flush it a few times, and you may see immediately that the line needs to be a little longer or a little shorter. But also, just an old-fashioned stoppage, you know, something that's really blocking the sewer may really be the uh, the ultimate problem, and it could be right at the base of the toilet. Yeah, I think your first suggestion is exactly what it is. Typically, it's the flapper valve is closing too fast. And that's the reason you have to hold it down. It closes so fast that it doesn't drain the bowl completely. And that's because there's too much slack in the chain. Like you said, you sit in the toilet. And there's something weird about sitting on a toilet backwards and looking in that thing. Uh, I, I, lo I love that. It's like I'm I working know. on a submarine or something. I don't uh. know what it is about that. <laughs> but um, if the, <laughs> And you'll be able to tell um, if it's closing too quickly and if there's a lot, there shouldn't be that much slack. It should be just enough. So I would adjust that. Um, it, it usually only needs about a half inch of slack. So anything more than that is probably causing this problem. All right, another email here from Long Island, New York. Matthew asks, hey, Danny, I was watching one of your old TV shows, and a lot of people are really watching a lot of the old shows on sure, all of our yeah. streaming platforms, and, and this one was called The Decked Out Backyard Episode. I saw an interesting railing system. However, I was under the impression that a deck railing system should not be horizontal as it's unsafe for children because they can climb over it and fall. Is that right? Thank you. I love the TV show and radio show. I always learn something new. Matthew, we really appreciate you you writing in and and you're right that that is that is a curious question what he's talking about is a cable rail system so you have uh, stainless steel fasteners that are positioning stainless steel wire about every four to six inches running horizontally well you would think it would be an absolute open invitation for a kid to run up that thing but we check very carefully and the vast majority of every code that we've looked at on on a national basis says it's okay as long as the sequence is right and so forth. And Joe, I would have to think that regardless, I mean, this is pretty strong and it's pretty steady and it's yep. safe. But if you've got a kid starting to climb up there, it's going to release from 
those fasteners on each side because it's not like a bolt. It's like a, a, a pressure type thing. And I'm right. not sure, I'm just speculating, I'm not sure if that might be the safety aspect of it to keep a child from going up. But we did check and it's completely compliant to code. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the code is you can't have a space any wider than four inches. It doesn't say four inches vertical or horizontal, it's just four inches. And they come up with that size because that's like the size of the head of an infant. They don't want someone getting their head stuck mm -hmm. in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it meets code. The question is, okay, it meets code, but can a kid climb up it because it's horizontal? Yeah, yeah, the kid could climb up it and fall off. So, uh, you know, if you're concerned about that, then, you know, just don't install one of these systems. Okay, when we come back, we're going to go in the aisles of the Home Depot with our friend Danny Watson. Some pretty cool stuff that's available and waiting for you. We'll tell you all about it when we come back here on today's Homeowner Radio. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Deitch Coatings. Easily roll on your new stone countertop, garage floor, and more in just a weekend with Deitch. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, and we're going in the aisles with our buddy, Danny Watson. Danny, you know, um, given that recent surge in wildfire smoke affecting all kinds of areas all over the country, New York City, Midwest, I know the Home Depot is committed to providing valuable resources to help safeguard our home and loved ones against the potential hazards of wildfires. Never really thought we'd be talking about something like that, but it just seems like a problem that just won't go away. What can homeowners do? Well, Danny, we've got some products at Home Depot that I think would really be helpful for these homeowners, uh, like a portable air purifier. Uh, you know, they're high uh, energy efficient, and they uh, they help remove fine particles from the air, which I think would be helpful. Honeywell does a great job with a HEPA uh, air purifier. We have that in the stores. And also changing out your, your air filter. Uh, Honeywell uh, pleated air filter will do a great job. You know, you should, we should do that anyway, but it's one of those things that sometimes get put on the back burner. But if you're dealing with all that smoke, I think that would be uh, a big recommendation. And, of course, you want to make sure that you're sealing the outside of your home as much as possible. Hopefully, you've already done that to seal the envelope of your home to make sure it's very energy efficient. But when the smoke is pressing through your neighborhood, uh, that's something that can be pretty valuable as well, huh? Right. And, you know, even having a, a fan in the house, I know a lot of people are dealing with heat in general. Um, but, you know, Ryobi has that great um, drum fan that does an amazing job uh, circulating the air inside the rooms. But like you said, making sure everything's sealed around your, your AC, uh, around your, your especially if you have a window unit. Uh, and if you have a system that allows you to uh, recirculate rather than pull from the outside, um, that's helpful. Yeah, that's very important, especially more recent homes and businesses have a lot of, you know, outside air intake that you bring in in order to mix with your existing air. So need to be aware of that, be able to cut that off if necessary. Also, it's always good to get that emergency preparedness kit for all kinds of weather, including possible um, extreme smoke. Right. And this is just something I think that's great to have on hand in general, no matter where you live, but picking up an HDX. Uh, one of the 12-gallon totes, well, it's a great place to start. And then filling it with uh, the emergency supplies like, you know, batteries, flashlights, a weather radio, um, you know, first aid kit, duct tape, bottled water. And, of course, you can add, you know, canned food. And, and uh, if you have babies or, or children, you know, 
diapers and other needs. But having that on hand, I think, is super helpful. Well, it's also probably we have a whole new use for those masks that we have left over from the pandemic. You know, uh, probably people have a few boxes of masks, and that might be handy if you're stuck in those kind of situations like that. You guys are always looking out for the homeowners, and hopefully this will help everybody that might be dealing with the wildfire issues around the country. Danny Watson, thanks so much for being with us on this In the Aisle segment. Great to be on with you. I mean, paying attention to the air quality at home is, you know, a 24-hour-a-day job, it seems, in most cases, especially these days because homes are so well-insulated and so tight that there's a lot of pollutants, whether you're producing them themselves that are coming from outside, that, you know, you need to vent out of the house. And, in fact, all new construction, uh, the code requires some kind of venting to get rid of, you know, improved air quality. So it's great that Home Depot is carrying some of those products. Always fun to go in the aisles like that. Let's uh, sneak in a quick email here from okay. Keith in California. We renovated our kitchen last year, which came out great, but our budget didn't allow us to add an island. I'm not ready to give up on that dream and was wondering if there's an affordable DIY way to add an island to a kitchen. Of course, one of the things is to make sure that you really do have enough room for an island. And Joe, um, right. you've had yep. a great simple solution years ago about just basically taking a cardboard box, a large oh, one, like right. a refrigerator yep. box, yep. and make it the size of an island, put it right in the place there and see if it's just going to be too small. And then, um, Joe, we've, we've very successfully used a lot of stock cabinets and, uh, you know, very trendy these days to paint the island cabinet completely different than the rest of your cabinets. So, you know, there's a way that you can, you know, completely make it different. A lot of different ways that you can do that. So yes, there are some pretty inexpensive ways, some of the stock cabinets and so forth, Joe, you put a few of those together and then find the right top. Even if you used a different top, very accepted these days. Yeah. I've seen that where the Sometimes the cabinetry in the island is the same as the kitchen main kitchen cabinetry, but the top is different. But you're right. I've also seen where the island top and cabinets are diff- are different than the main kitchen. Um, but yeah, the, the, if he's asking if, if Keith wants to know the quickest, easiest DIY solution to building a uh, island is certainly to use stock cabinets. Buy the stock cabinets, screw them together, and be aware that code requires every island, no matter how where it comes from, how you build it, has to have an electrical outlet in it. So you're going to have to get an electrician in there to meet code. And the reason is they don't want people like putting a blender or some kind of cooking appliance on the island and string an extension cord across the room mm-hmm. where someone's going to trip over it. So you absolutely have to have an electrician come in and put in an outlet. Yeah, you'll have to make sure you consider all of those things before you go forward. Hey, coming up, it's Simple Solutions time. You don't want to miss it. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Fluidmaster. Find out more at shop.fluidmaster.com. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time, a very special time, and a favorite time for a lot of people to hear our new simple solution. What do you have for us, Joe? All right, Danny, the quickest, easiest way to conceal the exposed edges of plywood shelves or cabinets is with iron-on veneer tape. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if everyone is familiar with this, but you can find it at any home center or hardware store. And it's essentially, it looks like tape, and it comes in typically two widths. One's about 13 sixteenths, meaning it's a little wider than three-quarter-inch plywood. 
and then one's a little wider than one and a half inch if you have two pieces of plywood together. So it's a little wider than one and a half inches. And it has an adhesive, a heat sensitive adhesive on the back. And these are made out of re- the veneers, real wood. And it comes in most commonly, it's in three species um, birch, maple, and red oak. Um, but in any case, what you do is you, you press the veneer onto the edge of the plywood with a hot clothes iron. And just remember, you want to have the steam off. So turn off the steam function. You just want the heat. Um, but here's the real simple solution. After you iron it on, immediately after ironing it on, get a wooden block and rub down the veneer. What you're doing is while the glue is, the adhesive is still warm, you're pressing it down into the very porous um, edge of that plywood and setting it in within 10 minutes, you won't be able to remove it. Um, and then because it overlaps the edges a little bit, you have to then sand or file it off. But that's the secret to, after ironing it down, rub down that veneer with a wood block. You might as well call it magic, Joe. I mean, it is just yeah. absolutely magic. It does magic. look like when magic. You, it happens very When you quickly. seal off that grain and you wonder, you know, you, people say, well, I got to put I got to put a piece of trim there, one by two. Well, no, you just put the veneer on no, it. So yeah. another great, simple solution for my buddy, Joe Truini. And you can find out more by going to todayshomeowner.com and check out lots and lots of simple solutions. While you're there, find out where you can see the Today's Homeowner television show in your area this weekend is what we call the kids' bathroom update. Some very common things that you would do around your bathroom that you might want to check out. Painting tiles, fixing uh, problem toilets, painting vanity, stain grout, a lot of other things. Just go to Today's Homeowner com and find out where you can see it in your area. Joe, we just want to uh, take a second and, and say a, a special thanks and and absolutely uh, best of luck to our friend Corey Wilson. Corey has yes. been with me quite a while. Audio engineer, audio genius. This guy can hear better than anybody else. He'll say, did you hear that? And I'll go, no, actually I didn't. And you know, he can, <laughs> he, he can really figure it out. But Corey, thank you so much for all of the things that you brought to us, redesigning the radio um, equipment and doing lots and lots of other things. We certainly wish you luck as you journey out to Houston, Texas. Um, Send us a picture of you and your cowboy hat and uh, best of luck to you out there, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed the time with you guys. Uh, I find myself every now and then just quoting things I hear on the radio show to friends and family. Like, yeah, I actually know what I'm talking about now. And And you put up up with us all this time. That's that's the biggest achievement. Well, we're going to miss you. The radio show has never run more smoothly than when Corey slipped into the engineer's seat. So thank you so much. We appreciate it, and best of luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. And and buy an undersized um, uh, cowboy hat for the the visual effect. You know how, like like, like Steve Martin did on that one show (laughs) where he had just a little bitty thing on top of his head that's that's what we want just so and and he's already got his tamale recipe all figured out and you know he's going to eat tacos every single tuesday i mean he's already he's already adapted the whole texas lifestyle (laughs) well we do appreciate it Corey. we appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen to the show each and every week and uh, we're also glad that um uh, brad rogers and scott gardner are going to uh, step in and uh, help to uh, take care of the things we need behind the scenes on today's homeowner uh radio show and we want to hear from you remember 800-946-4420 or today's homeowner.com slash ask any comment any question any thought that you have we want to hear it i'm danny lifford along with my buddy joe truini best of luck to Corey wilson and thanks so much for brad rogers and scott gardner to help us make uh, everything keep rolling along till the end of the year i'm danny lifford thanks so much for being with us for today's homeowner and the whole today's homeowner family hoping you have a great week 